0: It's an honor for me to be here and uh, to be able to speak at the church where I consider my home. Uh, yesterday, Matt Bender, he's somewhere here. I just saw him a little bit ago. Uh, he brought me in in the afternoon as we flew in. And he came in here, and uh, I remembered the smell of this place, <laughs> which to me is good. <laughs> you know, it just smells like life. And uh, just to be able to walk in and, and feel that smell again... It brought back so many memories, so many things that God did in my life, and uh, the way that he made me grow up in so many different ways. And uh, how he used uh, this church to make a difference, not just in a person's life, but in a, in a whole nation. And uh, the prayer that you're praying as you give the offering to go to the nation, that's very true, that's happening. You have no idea how far you've gone. You may think that we're just teams sent out, but it was more than teams. Your seeds that were planted, and those seeds have grown. And you better come down to see how big they are. <laughs> 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 we, we have a tree in Brazil called uh, Brazil Nut Tree, which is the tallest standing tree in Brazil in the Amazon. And uh, as you look over um, Clyde and Kelsey, know you, you can very easy spot them. They're so tall. And uh, they drop their Brazil nuts. And uh, where they fall, they grow other small trees, and they replace the old ones. And uh, I really see what this church has done over the years just as that. Because a seed that was planted, actually many seeds with many teams, just I went, I think, with at least eight teams from here because I spent eight years here. And uh, those seeds it just grew to be big trees, big pastors, big churches, big ministry, big areas of churches. Uh, just surrounding the area where I live now, Santarín, uh, we're now reaching over 300 villages just on that surrounding part of the Amazon. And uh, from there, we have sent out many pastors to many other cities. So I don't have the exact pinpoint number, but we're pretty close to a 1,000 villages being reached in the Amazon and also other cities of Brazil. So, and you're part of this. So thank you. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. And uh, these are simple churches, small churches. Some are getting bigger. And uh, the same way they received, they, they're passing it on. Uh, The Bible says you freely receive, you freely give. In the same way they're receiving it for free, the gospel, the knowledge of of the Lord, they're excited to go to other villages. And it's amazing. Our local workers, they are all volunteers. And uh, they're so excited. We don't have to send them out. They go out. (laughs) Sometimes we say that we have to kind of tell them to hold on a little bit. Don't go so fast. Otherwise, we can not catch up with you. Because they're so excited to take what they have to other villages. Because the villages in the Amazon, they're mainly formed by families. Uh, that a daughter marries someone from the other village and then they move there. And then cousins and uncles and aunts and they form new villages. So when we started church at one village, then very soon, within six months, a year, they say, well, I have some relatives in the next village. Can we go there? And many times when we go there, we, found out, we find out they already went there. They're already, you know, doing something. In fact, uh, just a few months ago, me and my dad, we went to a, a village we drove for about eight hours in the middle of the jungle to visit a church called a village called santo expedito and uh... i said what's going on there Dad?" that and he said no it's because some people moved from one of our churches in a village and uh... they moved to get a, a job at, to work on a farm at this other village and uh... they didn't have any church going on there nothing no cell groups nothing so they didn't have any place to go so they just decided to start one so and they have a group of over 40 people already meeting with them. So they need someone to come and train the local leader so they can have a church. So we went over there and we did some training. Now they have a church of Santo Espiritu functioning perfectly. And this is happening all over the places in the Amazon. People are there just catching the fire and running with it. And uh, we just love what we get. And we, we love to give. And coming back here to me is just so special because you guys set me on fire. <laughs> You just put a fire on my heart, and uh, I had to go. And I, this is so true because my wife is crying the whole time that we're worshiping here. She's saying, God is so all over this place. So now, it's make, now it's making sense to her, the stories that I told her. And um, many things that I would share when I went back to Brazil would not make sense because it's a different culture. It's a different experience, and it had to be lived. So this is very special for her. But to fill in the gap a little bit of from when I was here uh, to where I am now. So, I left in 2010, and uh, this church put me through a a nursing training. I became a nurse, an RN here, and I was able to work here for a year to get some experience, and then I went back to Brazil to work as a missionary, and God just used me so much. In fact, I also married a nurse. My wife's a nurse also, (laughs) and both we do lots of uh, clinics out on the rivers. And we go to those villages where they have no doctors, no clinics, no health at all. And then we, we bring, I would like to have a lot of time shared, but there's so many things to share, but to make you understand it all. So we use this as a, as a strategy to be able to bring people to the Lord. And we just put together clinics and we bring dentists from, from the town where I live that also want to donate their time. We bring doctors from the, the city where I live that are part of our church. They want to donate their time and they just need someone to go with. So we bring them along with us, and then we just gather a few villages in one strategic place, and then we hold a full day of dental, medical, nursing, uh, physical therapists. All those people come voluntarily to give, and um, they see people all day long. So while we're doing uh, the clinics, then uh, I take a team and we go out. We split into five or six or more, and we go into the houses. Uh, to see those people that are not able to come into the clinic and uh, with the people that are at the clinic we have another team that stays with them and share the gospel with them so the ones that go to the house they evangelize and lead people to the lord at their house the ones that stay they lead and share god with, with the people that stay and at the same time we also have uh, a ministry with kids that share christ with them in their language and in their level of understanding so they can also meet the lord very early in their life uh, i was sharing with them at the house I heard someone say this, that if you want to change a nation, you just have to take a generation. And that's what governments are doing right now with us. They are trying to take our our early generation, young generation, so they can change our nation, change it completely. Because if they make them believe things that are not true, for them will be true. So if we take our kids right at an early age and teach them about Christ, we change our nation back to straight path. So from, all sides we're <laughs> yeah. so from all sides, we're serving God, and I have my family very involved with me. Uh, my parents continue to do ministry. I think some of you met my parents when they came here in 2010, Newton and Uh They were the founders of the church that I'm part of, uh, Past Church, and that one church started right in my town at the beach, and now it's grown up to be all those churches that I shared with you, and uh, it's in many places now, all over Brazil, and it's just sharing this same vision, which I consider to be very similar to what is believed here, same faith, and so when I went back to Brazil, I had two things in mind, one was to start serving as a missionary, as a nurse out of the rivers, but also I wanted to go back to school and continue to become a doctor, so I thought I could do even more. Because you know that a nurse has done, can do so much, right? Without a doctor, but I thought maybe we, as a doctor I could do more. So when I went back, I started serving on the, on the rivers with the clinics, but also I started going to school to get like a, to get into medical school. So everything was ready for me to start medical school, and uh, did lots of tests. Everything I was ready to start, and I remember I was coming back from a trip one day at the back at the back of that boat called Because of Jesus that this church gave to us. You guys remember? Uh, that project, Jesus is on the boat, <laughs> in the boat. So that boat is still serving God, is still there, is still doing missions and being very useful. And God has given us more boats because the things are growing and we need more. So, but God's giving that to us, it's there, God is providing, and uh, it's been amazing. So one day I was coming back with my father from all of the villages, and then uh, I was getting ready to get, get into medical school, and I remember how God spoke to me. It wasn't a voice. But it was just something so strong in my, in my heart that I could almost hear him. And uh, it was my dream to become a doctor there. So God just said to me this, what would you be able to do? Would you, would you be able to give up your dreams to live my dreams for you? So he said, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> so he was more specific and said, you know, would you, be able, would you be willing to give up your dreams of becoming a doctor to do what I want for you? I wasn't just like getting into medical school. Everything was ready to get in. Uh, There was a doctor from South Africa that I met him in Brazil. And uh, I was interpreting for him in one trip that he went there. And uh, he even said that if I didn't get into the public medical school, he was going to pay my way through uh, uh, private school. God was opening all the doors. So everything was lined up. I'm sharing this with you to see that what I didn't just, I wasn't just with something that was a maybe, it was something certain. And then uh, I said, God, I want to. I want to be in the center of your will. What you have for me is what I want to do. And then he made it more clear. He said, would you be willing to give up that dream to do what I have for your life? I said, yes. And then he spoke to me and said, why would an strange inherit your parents, your father's legacy, when he has kids inside of his house? So my father is a missionary there that started our church. And uh, he has trained many people, many people. Some of you have went, that went there, you know. Him, Clyde knows him too. And uh, we have local workers everywhere. And um, he's now when he's 67 years old, and um, he needed to train someone to continue what he's doing. So God said, Why would your father have to pass on his legacy to someone to an strange when inside of his own home he has sons and daughters that can continue that? I said, God, if that's what you want, i I'm completely up to it. I wanna I wanna leave what you have. And I said just make sure you explain to my father because he's one of the greatest believers that I would go to medical school too. <laughs> so I said, but I, as far as I as I know, I will I'll follow what you lead me to follow to do. So I came to my dad next day. I said, Dad, I don't want I want to talk to you. And then I, we had this conversation. I said, Dad, I'm not going to go to medical school anymore. I said, but why? I said. Anything wrong? The doors are not opening? Or what's happening? Your, your, your grades or anything? I said, no, everything's fine. I said, but why? I said, God just told me that I'm not supposed to go to medical school anymore. And I'm supposed to, to continue to be a missionary and uh, to carry on the legacy that you have started. I thought he would be upset or whatever. When I raised my head, he was just sobbing, just crying. And he said, Marcus. I have always believed in what God has for you. He said, God knows that I would support you in any vision that you would have. He said, but he knows my heart how much I wanted my children to continue what we have started. And uh, today, so I left medical school, and I continued to do missions, and I just went on. And that day, he said, then I will sign you a river. And he gave me a river called Tapará. And that's where I planted my first church. And I uh, was on Tapará that I also... Uh, started the first church along with Hannah that we later <laughs> got married. <laughs> and uh, from there on, God just started using us in so many ways to plant churches in many, 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 many rivers. And now I became uh, my dad's second person in mission at our church. So I'm his co-pastor. And we're supervising just surrounding Santarém the city, over 300 churches out on the rivers that are also planting other churches. And when God spoke to me at the back of that boat that day, he brought me the picture of uh, Abraham and Isaac when he asked Abraham to give Isaac over to him to kill him. Uh, But then uh, when he went to do that, God told him not to do it, and he gave his son back, right? He gave him Isaac back. So he just gave me that picture. So I knew God was going to do something about medical school, but I didn't know how. But when I gave up medical school, I was giving up completely. I didn't have anything left. They say, oh, one day I'll go back to school. One day, I, I didn't even think about it. I just said, God, I'm done with this. I want to just serve you in the way that you want. I'll continue using nursing out on the rivers. And uh, I'll just continue my dad's legacy. I'll continue to plant churches. And, um, but here's what God did. I never went back to medical school, and I don't have a dream of that anymore. I don't know if my kids one day will be one, a doctor or no. It's up to God. But what God has done uh, bringing just many doctors and nurses and dentists from our town and even from outside to come alongside with me to serve, I I lost count. In fact, I have a disciple in Santarém. His name is Lucas Sa. He's uh, graduating as a doctor at the end of this year. And he travels with me up and down. So I didn't become a doctor, but God gave me those Isaacs back through many people that now go with me. (laughs) So... So it is just amazing how God, uh, if you follow Him, if you hear Him, He says, I know the plans I have for you. you know, he also says that His plans, are, His thoughts are, greater than, are higher than ours, and His ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes we think this high, and uh, He looks at us and says, you're thinking too low. <laughs> think like me. And I just want to encourage this church to continue to think like God. Because He has so many great things. And I just wanted to share one thing out of the Bible here for you, um, in Jeremiah 8, and uh, I just want to even leave this for this church and also for Clyde and Kelsey, because I want to thank you guys so much for coming to Brazil, thank you, because the harvest is great, and we need more, and um, maybe you you could think, like, you can say, like, well, but America needs it too, yes, you do. But it's better to give than to receive because when you give, you are at the position of giving. And when you do that, God, with his shovel, he pours back. And I know that America has been a, a missionary sender for so long. But get ready because you're going to be a missionary receiver very soon. God is going to be sending from all over the world people here to help you. God's going to be doing that. Because, yeah, it's true. Because he says, oh, bless those who bless you. And you have blessed so many. I don't know where I put it in my phone because uh, it's here. Because my Bible is in Portuguese and uh, you need to understand. And you have to understand in English, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this thing that I wanted just to share a little bit. Just a few minutes and I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give the mic away. Uh, is the cry of God and the cry of the Amazon. Uh, the Bible states this cry we have we have taken possession of that as 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 for the Amazon, but it could be for your country too but in in jeremiah eight verse twenty, I just want to read it for you here i bought I borrow Dan's Bible so it'd make it easier so it's in in English my English is a little rusty, so I'm a little nervous so but no I'll find my way here, here's chapter 8, okay, and then verse 20, okay, so this is the cry of the people, and that's why they are going, and that's why you've been used by God to send so many people down to the Amazon, because there is this cry of the people, the people of the Amazon, my father always says that we have our own Africa, the Amazon is our Africa, um, we have over, way over 50,000 villages, in the Amazon. And um, the statistics say that only 15% of them have been reached with uh, evangelical, with the Christian church. And uh, we need to go to them because it's not just about bringing Jesus faster, it's about getting there first. Because the same way that political ideologies, all those things are getting to our kids and they're teaching them wrong things, the same thing I say about those villages that are unreached. We need to get there first, because if we don't get there first, they'll get there. And they will teach them something that they'll tell them that will be true, and we know it's not true. And they will share a completely different gospel, like Paul said. If if someone teaches you anything besides that, that I taught you, he condemned that. So we want to make sure to get there first, to tell them the truth, so they can know the truth and be set free. And uh, there is this cry in the Amazon. So Jeremiah 820 says this, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are still not saved. That's the cry of the Amazon. Even though we have churches in many places, missionaries in any place, we're still still needing this. We're still needing people to go because we need to go farther and farther for people that have not heard. There are so many villages that you come and you talk about Jesus, they, they have no idea. We had this one experience that we came to one village and uh, we came to the people and said, so have you heard about Jesus here? And one lady said, no, sir, maybe on the next village he might live over there. You, you could check on that village. She, he thought, she thought it was just a person, you know. And uh, when we say, have you heard the story about how Jesus was born and how he died? People say, no, we haven't. So we still have those places that are still waiting for someone to come. And... Uh, how would they hear if there is no one to share? And how would they go if no one sent them out? So that's, that's what you're doing. You're giving someone an opportunity. You're giving someone a chance to get to know Jesus before it's too late. So this is the cry of the people. This is the cry of the Amazon. That the harvest is ready. The summer is gone and they're still not saved. And we need to get there before it's too late for them. But also in the same book, in Jeremiah 9 verse 1 There is the cry of God. There is the people crying. There is the cry of God also. About the same topic. He says in verse 1. He says, Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears. That I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. God is crying for those that are not reached. He said... In Portuguese says, I wish my head would turn into water and my eyes fountains of tears so I could cry day and night for the people that are not saved yet. And uh, this is what burns in our hearts is, is to be able to, to make God get there first to these people and to be used as a channel that salvation would reach these people too. So each one of us, we have a call. And our call is to go. We don't have to wait until the Holy Spirit comes in, in our minds, in our ears, and say something. We don't have to wait until Pastor Doug or anyone else come and say, Hey, you have to go. We already have a commission in the Bible to go. You don't need a revelation for that. It's already it's written. Yeah, yeah. You just have to read and obey. So my mom says that mission is done in three ways. I said, "One well, is three. The first way is with the feet of those who go. With the knees of those who pray, and with the hands of those who give. So, if you cannot go, you're sending. But you can always do something. And everything. Remember when David he he fought uh, to get back all the uh, the spoils of they had they had gone to his city and took his wives and everything. Remember that story? They they got all his kids and all his goods, everything. And then he went after. And got it all back. But some of his men were tired and stayed behind, right? They stayed with the, with the luggage. And when he came back with the spoils, uh, some people didn't want the people that stayed back to get anything. But he said, no, they are part of it. They, they, they watched over this for us. They were, they were here. They are part of our people. So the same share of those who go is the same share of those who stay. So when you send, when you go, when you pray, when you intercede for us, you are doing this. So everything that I just shared, everything I just shared with you that's happening there, you're part of this. You get the same share. No more than less. It's exactly the same because you're enabling us to do it. You're sending people to be able to reach those that have have to be reached. So I just want to thank you so much for making yourselves available. We are now uh, looking into new rivers to go, new new cities to reach because... Uh, The surroundings of Santarém is getting saturated with churches. (laughs) We are literally like now um, just bumping to our own local workers. Oh, I'm already on this village. And then we go to this village trying to start a new church. But there is another couple already there starting a church. So we're now looking for farther out rivers to start new churches. And we're training these teams to go farther out. More days of boat traveling. Because we want to make sure that all those people get to here. So right now... We're also training a group of at least 20 new missionaries that we're going to be sending them to another state instead of just Pará, which is my state, like I have Oregon here, that's Pará, our state. We're sending them to Amazonas, which is another state next door, and also to other states that have rivers uh, with our borders to be able to reach and not stay just where we are because we want to make sure that we go farther and farther out into the end of the world. So as you reach people here, we're going to reach over there and another church is going to reach another places. We're going to make sure that the whole world hears about our good Jesus and that everyone has a chance to love our savior and to hear how good he is and we're going to be all together in heaven because we're going to make sure that no stone is going to have to cry out in our place because we're going to we're going to do we're going to do our part. Amen. Nobody's going to have to speak and say you didn't do it. We did it in Jesus name. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, this Church, for believing in us. Thanks for receiving us you 're my family here in america so it 's it's, it's not possible to come here to u s and not come through Grants Pass and see my home church. Thank you, Doug, so much for this That's opportunity good
1: <laughs> Oh my, but wait there 's more Two weeks ago we had uh, Mark and Julie Morse here, missionaries from Wales to the U.S., and they said yes to God for one year, and it was, it's been, what, 23 years or something like that, so this young man said yes, and look what God has done, but w- this is an interesting moment right now because Marcos and his family has just come, and Clyde and Kelsey are going So Clyde, would you come on up? Kelsey, come on up. And in a moment, we'll have your whole family come up. Clyde, I know you've always got something to share. (laughs) That's a good thing.
2: What a great word. Usually, when I'm up here with the microphone, I am not nervous. And I don't know why I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know if I think it's just my nerves, (laughs) really. Um, but to see you, Marcos, and your family and your beautiful daughters and your little boy to come um, just makes me so proud of you. And, you know, when he's talking about the regions down there, I know some of those regions. When he's talking about his father, you know, when I hear you preaching the gospel up here, I see your father. Yes. Yes. And to be, if you were ever with Neilton, like in the in the... Command of right, and you're in the front of the boat in the, in the wheelhouse he's just got stories and stories and stories in this place and that place, and incredible adventures, but tons of salvation and healing, and just the mantle that he carried he just you're just in awe, and this is the and i see I see that on you, brother, that you have that mantle, yeah, um, I see it. I see it, and I'm so proud of you. I got an opportunity in 2004 when Kelsey and I moved down to Brazil. Marcos was living here, and I said, you know what? I need a helper, and I need to learn Portuguese. And so I hired Marcos, and we worked on several different projects together. And um, I got to get not just the language, but the heart of Jesus and the Brazilian culture, which unless you've been there, you can speak the language, but it's just like, you can speak speak English, but it might be almost like if you're going to England speaking English, but you want to actually minister to Americans. It's just like I don't really get it, man, because it's a totally different culture. But once you're in culture, and you know at the heart the heart of Jesus for those people, it's just like okay, now we're going somewhere, and um, so yeah. Just amazing, just being obedient in the call. And um, your heart has just so much, the kingdom has so much momentum in it. It's always moving forward, right? The gates of hell will not prevail. It's always moving forward. It's always looking after into the heart of the king, the heart of the lion, and, and going after what, what he has. And um, I'm so excited. Like it's it's no coincidence, that you guys are coming in and we're going out. Because it's been eight years. Yeah, christ right? <laughs> it's been eight years since we've been back. And um, I remember leaving our little village. And I wrote on the calendar, we will be here next year. And I told that to some of the leaders. Especially one man. And um, since then, his his wife is so full of faith. She ended up passing. She's with Jesus now. She passed of cancer. But that had been really tough to know that I had given my word and I couldn't follow through. We save up money, neck surgery. There that goes. And one thing after another, COVID. And I just go, why, Lord? Have I been slacking? Why hasn't? brazil been on my heart so strong and these are i'm just sharing open with you guys um and i just like okay i'm trusting god that you have a perfect time for when we go back and you haven't been back in how long 10 years, Ten years? but you've been in there's there, there's something about eight in new beginnings I mean, there's something about it and um just the fact that you're here, and you were a huge part of our life in our sending and our going. And now you're here; it feels like family. Like mm-hmm. we're we're in the living room right here, and we just I just see God's blessing. And um, to be part of this. <laughs> it, yeah, we did not plan this. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Yes, so good. Um, go ahead, babe.
3: Marcos was. Uh, huge part of us learning Portuguese. I remember sitting at the kitchen table learning words and learning things and I was like oh it feels like this side of my brain is going to this side and this side is going to this side. It like hurt <laughs> but look at how far we've come. We're fluent and we're blessed and you were a big part of that and so I just praise God for you, just for that. But then to know your family, and then get to work with Clonildu and Angelita, oh. and that is like...
2: So who is Clenildo and Angelita?
3: Clenildo and Angelita, Clonildu is C's brother. So it's, it's, uh, Marcus's uncle is another major commander in the kingdom of God in a, in a more Southern region called the Shingu. So it's very close. Santhedain and Altamira are very close in proximity. It's maybe like, I don't know what the mileage is, but.
2: Yeah, about 300
3: miles. So it's like, you know, down Southern Oregon versus, you know, Portland area. Something like that. But anyways, um, we want to thank all of you guys for welcoming us into your body back in 2015 when we came. Um it has been eight years, but you guys have a fire, too, from what he, he was here and deposited and, and, and sending out. And so we get a little bit of that residue, but also our own experience because God has already had us down there for 11 years. But you guys, I just wanted to update you. You helped raise $15,000 for 165 solar Bibles to go to the people and for a speedboat and a a bunch of other ways we were going to be able to bless the people. So, parabens. Good job. Thank you so much. Um, We do leave Wednesday with our entire family, plus one extra family member. And um, we're just really excited, and I felt like this moment was like a pep talk. It, it was, it was like a, a pep talk because like in our mind, we're going back to visit our family, but that family needs to be encouraged, but we needed to be encouraged. So thank you.
2: You know, what? so, um, when we were missionaries down, we would look forward to missionaries from the U S and Canada coming down and bearing gifts and, you know, maybe a jar of peanut butter or whatever. I mean, the things down there that uh, maybe here we might take for granted. But you look forward to that and just talking with them in your own language and, and the community and them bringing gifts and and just their presence. Um, but now we get to go down there and we get to be like the Santa Claus, right, that goes down there and bearing gifts and see their smiles and yeah, it's just it's just incredible. And someone asked me, "What are you looking forward to the most about going back to Brazil?" I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, okay, this, that, and the other thing. But the one that rises to the top is seeing my kids <laughs> back with their friends. A lot of their friends are now married, little babies. <laughs> but seeing my kids down there, and you know, if if you're older. Probably the favorite part of Christmas for you guys is seeing your kids or grandkids open up the presents and see the smiles on their heart and the anticipation. Yeah, That's kind of how I feel. I mean, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. But I, I really am looking forward to my own kids reconnecting with their childhood friends. That's where they grew up. And uh, yeah, feel like a big old, yeah, I'm so happy.
3: <laughs>
1: Oh my Well What I would love for you to do Marcos Is to commission these guys And send them to your home And with that Could we get your whole clan up here That's going to Brazil Come on up
0: Absolutely Hannah, você pode vir aqui também amor
1: Let's get let's get the leaders up here too. Let's really pour this on.
0: We want that to be done for us. We were doing this for them. Oh gosh, there's an honor for us. We need to do this. <laughs> Thank you so much for the privilege. But to, know, to us, it's an honor. <laughs> okay. Father, thank you so much So much Father, your word says that you so loved the world That you gave your son But now I can say that you so love Brazil That you're giving us another family To come and help our people, God Thank you so much, Father Because of their yes to you Thanks because they said I'm all in Thank you because, God, they didn't look back They didn't look at comfort Or any convenience Or anything that would matter more for many other people, but they said, I want to go where you want me to go. And thank you for putting this fire and this love in their hearts, God, for Brazil, for the Amazon. Father, thank you so much. And I pray that you would just cover them, God, with anointing, with blessing, with strategies. And God, just a huge load of the Holy Spirit, God, abundantly, God. They will be covered from head to toe with the Holy Spirit. Father, that everything they need, Holy Spirit would speak right into their hearts, right into their ears, God. They would not be in doubt about anything, but they would be able to know exactly each step to take every time. Father, bless them with the language even more. Bless them with the culture even more. Bless the kids, God, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, that just as they go as a family, they will multiplicate, God. They will multiply so many times more, Father, into the lives of other people there. God, I just already see many local workers being trained by them. Many people, God, wanting to do the same that they are doing here and there too and i pray that as they go other people in brazil will say if they were able to come from another country to look for us to save us we'll do this even more father i pray that the heart of the harvest god will be all over them father in jesus name that the same spirit that was in jesus the same compassion the same passion for soul the same love would just be poured on them god that nothing would be difficult that you would protect them, that you would keep them, that you would provide for them in every way. Surprise them, God. I know they have some expectations, but your expectations are higher. And I know that you're going to surprise God. They're going to surprise them in such a way, God, that what seems to be like, oh, we're just going overseas to be a missionary. Father, they, they know little of what's going to happen because it's going to happen so much more, so much more. Father, just see that you're going to completely cover them with provision, with, with amazing, God, capability of passing what's in them to other people, with no, with no walls, with no barriers, but they're going to be able to transmit exactly, clearly the gospel, clearly what's in the Bible, and that people with an open heart will receive it, and will run with the same fire, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we commission them, and we say, go, Go and just let God use you for his glory. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be wild. It's going to be full of him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. I just want to thank you so much. Dan was the one responsible for bringing us up here. And uh, thanks for insisting for us to come all those years, and waiting, and making it possible. Dan Boggs, thank you so much. We love you very much. <laughs> thank you, thank, you. thank you, all the church. Steve thank you for always being a blessing to us, and all of you. Thank you so much.
1: Wow. Are you good? I'm
2: good. I miss you guys.
1: Yeah. Make sure you come back. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh, my goodness, how amazing. Let's stand, please, if you would. Mrs. Thomas, do we need to pick up chairs? One more time. One more time. Oh, okay, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this amazing moment. Mm. Father, I know that this is bigger than what we see. Wow. And, Father, I, I as Marcus was praying, I was just fixated on the word where he just said, they said yes. Father, may we say yes to you. May we say yes to what you're calling our heart into. Wow. And, Father, I just pray for every young and tender heart in here that they would continue to fall in love with the things that you love. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, I just pray that you'd bless this day again. I I also ask, and I know you have, but, Father, I also ask that you would continue to move through us and use us this week and beyond. And I do pray for Clyde and Kelsey and their family, the biggest, buffest angels you've got, would go with them and keep them safe. Father, that you would contend with any spirit, spirits that would want to contend with them. Father, you would just totally cloak them with your mighty wings. Thank you, God. Wow. And together we all said, amen. Amen. God bless you. If you wouldn't mind helping pick up a few chairs, that'd be sweet.